Hi, I'm Caitlin Prest, and I am here in your ear to tell you about a very incredible new show called Asking For It. Asking For It is a darkly comedic series that follows a queer femme singer whose history of violence finds her no matter how many times she runs away. It has an original soundtrack, and it'll make you laugh, cry, and feel a little bit less alone. Asking for it. Subscribe now. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey, it's Michelle Parisi. I want to tell you about a new audio fiction podcast from CBC Podcasts and Mermaid Palace. It's called Asking For It. Produced by Caitlin Prest and indie filmmaker Drew Denny, Asking For It examines intimate partner violence through one woman's journey. Love, heartbreak, and breaking the cycle of abuse. All seven episodes of Asking For It are available now, but you can listen to the first episode right here. Have a listen now to episode one, Meet Goldie. From Mermaid Palace and me, Caitlin Prest. This is Asking For It, featuring filmmaker and musician Drew Denny. I'm here to welcome you into the world of this show. It's a fictional world, and in that world, we have set out to tell a truth, a really important truth. This fictional world was created based on deep research that we did and observations of real relationships that we and many people that we know have had. Maybe you have had one. This show deals with topics that many of us find triggering, but we do it in a way that aims to lighten the load and to give tools for growth and healing. Also, obviously, it represents sexuality, honestly, and without shame. Here we go. I really like to koala you. I'm the luckiest tree in the world. (laughs) Everyone feels the same way when we fall in love, right? We all feel like suddenly I'm no longer alone. You are a loved person. No, I am not. Yes, you are. I love you. No, I'm not. I have found the person who perfectly fills all my notches and grooves and potholes. The person who makes me whole. Take a picture of yourself in your room and send it to me so I know you're alone. But what if I'm misshapen? What if I'm a puzzle piece forged in such a dysfunctional factory that when I meet my perfect match, it's a disaster? All I want is somebody to hold me who doesn't want anything from me. Dangerous, even. (laughs) Everyone asks themselves at some point, how did I get here? How did I get here? And how am I going to escape? How am I going to escape? How did I get here? I fell in love. Asking for it. 
episode one. Meet Goldie. I wasn't named Goldie at birth. My parents named me, but I always hated my name. Not only was it traditional and boring, but I was named after my grandma, and my grandma was a stone-cold bitch. Oh my, aren't you feeling out? You look like a little snowman. When I was a kid, she used to call me Fatty Two by Four. Can't fit through the bathroom door, so she does it on the floor. I guess that's nothing compared to how she used to make my mom, Dolly, and her big sister, Holly, the first two out of Grandma's seven children, pray to God to forgive their mother for whatever she'd done to deserve two daughters in a row. Amen. Yeah. I did not want to carry her name around on my two-foot-tall, four-foot-wide body. So when I was 13 and I came out as a lesbian, atheist, vegan, all three revelations devastating to my country Catholic dairy farming family, I changed my name to Goldie as a way to protest against all that I had been expected to be and to proclaim the person I would become. I wasn't going to be a farm girl. I decided that I would be somebody, Somebody. a singer in the big city. The first time I heard Dolly Parton on the radio, I knew what I wanted to do. Before my dad left, he gave me a ukulele, and I learned to play it by picking around while listening to the radio, trying to create the sounds I heard. I tried out for every school musical, but never got cast. I went to cattle calls for talent agencies at the local mall, but never got discovered. But it didn't matter, because I knew that with enough practice, I could make it. I could see my name in lights. G-O-L-D-I-E God damn it! Go on, get! Scram! Get out of here! My childhood was like a 24-7 game of double dutch. You don't have much for them to listen to. Better give them something to look at. You look like a whore. My mom and my stepdads were the quickly swinging ropes. If I could avoid being touched, I could escape unscathed. Get out of here. I grew to see it as a challenge. Mom, I didn't ask you to pour me a glass. I said bring me the bottle. How softly can I walk on the eggshells so as not to be noticed? It's better to slip through unseen than to be caught and punished. I could never fall asleep. My mom doesn't sleep either, so we'd have unslumber parties. You still awake? Yeah. You want to go outside and catch some fireflies? Yeah. Okay. Let me bundle you up. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I go to Christian school, which means I don't just go to church on Sunday. I go to church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. But also I must ask Jesus to enter me every morning, and at night I pray for his forgiveness for such crimes as holding Sarah Kaplan's hands, or squeezing each other's prepubescent boobs, or practicing putting tampons in together. Fuck 
my third ex-stepdad, had never been friendly to me, but after he caught me and Sarah doing faggot shit under the dining room table, he got even meaner. Oh, only one? Can I have both? Answer Just me. leave him alone. You're making it It's not fair. You're always sticking up for him. No, I don't have a choice, kid. Go to your room. Goldie? Goldie, honey, get up now. It's time for school, baby girl. Goldie? 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 I steal a $100 bill out of Buck's boot and buy a one-way ticket to the big city. With my change, I get a Coke and some chips from the vending machine to add to the can of baked beans I brought from home. I don't care if I'm going to be starving. I just want to be far away. Texas is so big, it takes 15 hours just to get to El Paso. When we drive up to the border checkpoint, I just look at the floor. A guard boards the bus, staring everyone down. I lean onto the arm of the man next to me, hoping the police will think he's my dad. The guy smiles. The guard smiles. I swallow. The guard nods at the driver and gets off. And we cross into New Mexico. By hour 29, I have already eaten through the can of beans and the chips and my stomach is growling. The next pit stop is in five minutes. I jam my hands into my pockets only to find 75 cents. The guy next to me offers me some cash for a snack. I say thank you and chug a supersized fries. It's only vegan food on the menu. When we get back onto the bus, the guy smiles at me again. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go in the big city? Where am I going to sleep? Where am I going to eat? Aren't there, like, mangoes growing on trees there or, like, hippies? Where am I going to find the hippies? I imagine myself trying to find a park dumping my clothes out of my backpack and making a nest to sleep behind a bush. Hour 37, we get a flat tire. Hour 41, we are here. We're here. The big city is unlike anything I've ever seen in Texas. But it's not what I imagined. There are no palm trees, no movie stars, no hot guys with surfboards and long hair with frosted tips. This is the place that ambulances drop off people they don't think are worth taking to the hospital. A guy in a hospital gown staggers towards me like a rabid zombie and I jump back, barely avoiding his grasp. Fuck! What the fuck am I gonna do? I see a man at the bus station with a sign that says, Are you a star? I walk up to him and he asks me what my talent is. He says I look like I have potential. I have potential! I'm starting to feel like I've made a good choice after all. It's happening. I'm in the big city. This is going to be great. I'm good. I'm going to I'm gonna be a singer. This guy, this guy, he could make me okay. a star. Okay, I get my ukulele out and I sing. I'm so nervous. I mess up a lot. But I, I tell him I know I'm, I can practice. I will work really hard. I'll do whatever it takes. He winks and says, I think you got enough for me to work with, kid. He tells me to follow him to his car. As I follow him, I feel a pit in my stomach growing larger and larger. His car is not a fancy businessman's car. It's a van with no windows. It's the kind of vehicle that we jokingly refer to as a rape van, which is pretty fucked up, honestly. My blood runs cold as he opens the door for me, and I run to the nearest payphone. I call my mom. Maybe I should just go home. I mean, it's bad, but it's home. 
I ran away. I'm in the big city. I don't know. Can you come get me? You made your bed, kid. Now you're gonna have to lie in it. I don't have any more money and I don't have any food and I don't know where it is today and I don't know how to get home. So I guess this is home now. Hi, I'm Caitlin Prest, and I am here in your ear to tell you about a very incredible new show called Asking For It. Asking For It is a darkly comedic series that follows a queer femme singer whose history of violence finds her no matter how many times she runs away. It has an original soundtrack and it'll make you laugh, cry, and feel a little bit less alone. Asking for it. Subscribe now. So says goodbye from you. I sing on the sidewalk of a liquor store for cash. There's a construction site across the street, and every day I see this 5 foot 10 inch, actually 5 foot 10 and 3 quarter inch tall teenage goddess, hauling lumber and tools and paint rollers and speckled jeans and boots. She always has headphones on, and no matter what hard as fuck labor she's doing, she always looks like she's dancing. I can tell by watching her move that she is listening to some really good music. Sometimes she even sings along. And her voice? Her voice is... She's got pipes. I'm always embarrassed to busk when she walks by. It's like doing a sketch and Da Vinci comes by, or like a feminist version of that simile. One time I tried to talk to her, but I don't think she heard me. Another time I tried to give her a tape of my songs, but she just shook her head at me like I was asking for money. But then one day she stops. You ever leave the street corner? Yeah, sometimes. She hands me a flyer. Do you want to play my show tonight? Me? My bandmate ran off with her boyfriend, and I need someone to back me up, so... Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, here's a tape. And she hands me a tape and a lyric sheet and tells me to be at Dusty's on the corner of York and 64 by 715 for her soundtrack. Yeah. Holy yeah. fuck, fuck, okay, fuck, cool. holy fuck. Yeah. All right. I listen to her songs all day. I have never heard music like this. It's got heart, but more importantly, it's got groin. Hey. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. You're like saving my butt. <laughs> well, thank you. I've, I've always wanted to um, do this, but I've never actually played a real show. <laughs> oh, well... Just, uh, there's your monitor, and just remember to sing into the mic, and 
you know, if you can't hear yourself or hear me, like, you know, wave down the sound guy. He'll turn it up. He's an asshole. He's always an asshole to women. So whatever. <laughs> just ignore him. Um, and just make sure that you can hear yourself when you sing right into that mic. Okay. You ready? Uh, I mean, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do great. Do we have time to run one before they open the doors? Um, I don't think so. Okay, fine then. Here we go. After the show, I go backstage and share a joint with KG. What kind of music are you into? Mostly punk. Ew. <laughs> well, I really liked your music. Thanks. She <laughs> was dope. Thank you. You're all like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that how I sound? Your bass is like, mmm. Deep. <laughs> End of the night rolls around, and KG asks me where I'm going. Where do your folks live? I can give you a ride. Well, you know, uh, sometimes I stay at a shelter. Or, like, with friends, whatever, I don't know. Like, other kids. Hmm. Well, you can stay at my house if you want. My mom's chill. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that would be fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And for the first time, I experience the deep joy of having my very own best friend. Hey, have you heard the new Move That record? No. Do you want to get stoned and listen to it with me? And together, we start a band. I always wanted to be in a band. <laughs> What's the first thing that we have to do? Make some music? Okay, yeah, tight. We practice. Should we try playing the bit where we don't do the second chorus twice? We play our very first show as a band. And we practice some more. Ready to harmonize. Ah, uh, 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 Wait, I have to remember now. It's honest. What should we call our band? The Sluts. No. Sorry. <laughs> We're not a punk band. So. Do you want to like that shit? Sure. Sheesh. We're working on writing one hit song, something that people can sing along to. Oh, that's Can you make this higher? Oh, that's yes. probably fine. When you're ready for a misbehaving, I'll send you crazy. Call me in the middle of the night. 
at him at a glance. In that club, it ain't nothing but a glance. Sorry. No. If not sluts, what are we? <laughs> or uh, the lips? Uh, or I don't know. Something feminist? Uh, <laughs> no, sorry. Um, no. No. What else? What about what about the hips? No. As in. <laughs> what about hips? Just hips. Just hips. At each show, the audience is a little bigger. second year we've written enough songs for an album we get invited to open up for the indie dance band Mufet <laughs> and we find out the one woman label executive in the entire industry Taylor is gonna be at the show hey um did you fuck with my keyboard at like any point because it's just not working Right we're now, freaking out because we're setting up to play the yeah, biggest show of our like lives. I mean, there are 1,500 people in this venue who all came here to see Mufet, so they've never heard of us or our music, but they're all staring at us, and it, it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and literally everything that can go wrong is going wrong at Soundtrack. Place right. Place it. Not in front of the fucking monitor. And then this voice comes through my in-ear monitor. Breathe. Excuse me? I ask, wondering if this is the voice of God, who I had always known was a woman. Look, you sound really good, but you're too quiet. It doesn't matter how good you sound if no one can hear you, so you need to breathe, okay? I shield my eyes from the bright stage lights, looking to find the source of this voice. Now breathe. I inhale. Hold it. I hold it. I'm holding it in. Four. Three. Two. I exhale. Good. Again. I obey. Who is this god of breath? I think I'm going to come on stage during sound check. I cross one leg in front of the other and bite my lip. I'm holding it in. And then the voice disappears. Hello? I look over at KG and she counts in the song. Song starts and together we start to sing. I'm looking around desperately. I'm breathing diligently. And it does, I do sound better. I search the 1,500 faces for the owner of that voice, the master of my breath. And there, right at the lip of the stage, with what I know must be an excellent view of my assless panties, is the person who gave me breath and then took the fuck away.
This has been the first episode of Asking For It, a serialized fictional podcast brought to you by CBC Podcasts and the audio art company Mermaid Palace. If you want to see pictures of Goldie and her universe or learn more about the show, go to mermaidpalace.org or follow us on Instagram at mermaidpalaceart. This show was written by Drew Denny and produced by me, Caitlin Prest. Audio production by Ryder Alsop. Sound design by me with Harry Nason and Ryder Alsop. We had help from Phoebe Unter on the audio production and sound design in the early days, the first trimester of this project, thanks to Phoebe. Harry Nason did the final mix at Apollo Studios in Toronto. You heard Drew Denny as Goldie, Kimmy Robertson as Dolly, John Ennis as Buck, Christina Gaillard as KG, Mel Shimkovitz as Taylor, Ella Halsey as Young Goldie, Kyle Lasky as Creepy Teenager, Emily Batson and Devin Gallagher as Hips Fans, and Josh Fadum as Rape Van Man. You heard music in this episode by Drew and Christina's real live band, Hips. If you love their music like I do and want to listen to it a thousand more times, go to showusyourhips.com. Buy their shit. They're releasing an album, actually, uh, to go along with this show. It's very exciting. This episode also featured music from Drew and Christina's first band, Bon Bon, and Drew's niece, Ella, on ukulele. Lots of original scoring by Christina Gaillard. From CBC Podcasts, our executive producer is Arif Nurani, the senior producer is Tanya Springer, and our digital coordinating producer is Judy Z. Gu. If you or a child you love needs help, please connect with Child Help, serving U.S. and Canada, www.childhelp.org hotline. For runaways in the U.S., visit www.1800runaway.org if you're a runaway in crisis or if you're just thinking of running away and need someone to listen. In Canada, you can connect with Kids Help Phone, www.kidshelpphone.ca. Thanks for listening. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.